Just before we start, I want to remind you that you can find the PP6 podcast on Spotify, on Google, on Apple Podcast, and wherever good podcasts are found. You can also get in touch with the podcast on Twitter at podcastpp6 or search for PP6 Podcast, and you can email us at pp6podcast at gmail.com. Now on with the show. To the Ponder Pick Six podcast, and welcome back after week four. We are a month into the season now. Things are starting to crystallize. Very exciting week, a lot to talk about in a very short space of time, which will become clear very quickly. Ed is not joining us this week. This is John here, but for the first time this season, I have some special guests and very excited to announce first off, the king, the king maker is with us for the first time this season. The Commissioner, GM Campbell, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. It's good to be back. It's great to have you here. And also with us as a special guest, he's here, he's queer, he doesn't want any more bears, it's GM Oli Oli Arnett. How are you Hello. doing? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah? Yeah, feeling Next. really queer. Well, welcome to the podcast, both of you. This is what I'm going to call the Ponder Pick 6 Speedcast, whereby it's very late in the evening and I'm going to have a lot of editing to do afterwards. So I'm going to try and hammer through this as quickly as we possibly can, which is obviously the stellar content we bring to the listeners every single week, right? What I do want to do first off, because as I said, Ed is not here. He is at home with what he quoted as the Lurgy. I understand it is not COVID, hopefully. But he has sent a statement in to the podcast, which I want to read right now uh, to make sure his voice is heard on this this medium. So he says, I have been struck with the plague. No, not that plague, not the Rona, but a bunch of other sh**. I'm not sorry I can't be there, not for a second. You know who should be sorry, though? Them butlers and them weed whackers. Sorry, excuses for teams. Where's your points, lads? And the horn dogs, where are the winds coming from? I may be ill, but you guys are done. Then there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I'm not going to say on on air. And then it just says hashtag swines 2017. And then it says let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy Zeke preparing to take flight, or as the good Reverend would say, why we are in this particular league, we'll never know. But I do know here today that the swines will emerge victorious once again. Owen oh, 4 is 10 and 4, baby. F*** you, Commish. Ed out. I mean, look, you make of that what you want to make of that. The commissioner is on the podcast. How do you feel? Uh, I feel very sorry for Ed's family. Clearly, he hasn't got long left to live. I mean, it certainly seems that way, right? Yeah. He lost his mind. Who's the reverend? I mean, I feel like that's an Independence Day reference. I see. It's right. a weird one to bring out at this point, but maybe he's losing it. I don't it know. It sounds like he's lost it. I yeah. suggest you go around and check him in because he doesn't seem well. Richmond is a really far away place. Oh, that's fair then. Yeah, no, like, screw it. I'm going to wait. He did text me today. I feel like he's probably fine. Right, he didn't I text it. him today. I text him today. He's off to a petting zoo at the weekend. True oh, story. Well, there you go. There you go. Is that your euphemism? Or... Nope. Okay. Well, he can enjoy that petting zoo. The three of us... Incidentally, and a couple of other GMs on the league are off to the NFL on the weekend, which seems yeah. like a much more relevant thing to do. Are you guys excited about the match on the weekend? It's going to be a barnstormer. 
two of the best teams in the league. Jets and the Falcons? Yeah. All right. I mean... Yeah. Cordero Patterson Day. I mean, it might be. Will be. Do you get to see the world's oldest new running back in the flesh? Yep, absolutely. How old is Cordero Patterson? I want to say like 32. Yeah, you know, at most. <laughs> I mean, he must have been drafted the better part of 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. He's 30 years old. Over the hill. It's gross. And speaking of gross... I don't really want to talk about this game. Let's get into the news. Well, we'll start the news this week like we do every week, because this is basically all the news is, is a big old list of injuries. And I think the first one up has got to be David Montgomery. I mean, this Bears offense has not been firing on the cylinders it was firing on at the end of last season. But David Montgomery had two touchdowns on the weekend before what looked like a pretty hefty injury. It seems like hyperextension, and it seems like he's going to be out four to five weeks. Ooh, that sounds great. It is not great. It does put Damien Williams at the top of people's waiver wire requests. Is that going to work out? Are we are we trusting Damien Williams in this Bears offense? It depends which school of thought you're from. If you believe <laughs> that the RB2 becomes the RB1, then you think he's going to be fine. He's going to absolutely slam it in that Bears offense. He but, was good at Kansas City when given a chance. Always pops in with a touchdown and that sort of thing. But that's Kansas. This is Chicago. This is not Chicago. Howard. So yeah. we'll see. And and even if you do subscribe to the RB2, become like the, the student becomes the master school of thought. I mean, this Bears offense does not look brilliant this season. It does not. No, Alan Robinson's struggling. Cole Komet isn't a thing that people yep. thought he would be. Yeah. Darnell Does Mooney, it? though, isn't he? Riding on the Horn Dogs bench. Darnell Mooney's all right. We'll, we'll come on to that in a bit, but I still don't necessarily trust this Bears offense. I mean, I think if you've got a spot you can lose on your bench and you want to pick up Damien Williams, Montgomery's going to be out for long enough that it's worth a pickup. But, I mean, don't bank on him turning your season around, I think is what we're saying. Yeah, it's going to be the same old. It's Elijah Mitchell week two, week three was Chubba Hubba, and then week yeah. four is Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Just the, it's just the carousel of mediocre running backs. Yeah, but I mean, in a league that is as deep as ours, that's all you're getting. There's no running backs on the waiver wire anyway. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, Joe Mixon is the other one. I mean, this one, high ankle sprain, out week five for sure. I think is the message. They're looking at a low grade high ankle sprain, but I mean, in my experience in fantasy, which is only six years long, high ankle sprains don't go away. I thought you were going to say in your personal history of ankle sprains. Well, I smashed my ankle up about a decade ago, <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't a sprain. That was that was all the bone. And you still have places. no chance of starting in the NFL. I honestly haven't run one yard in the NFL since then. So that's true. That's yeah. a bad sign. Yeah, it's done for. Well, is what we're saying that Joe Mixon is going to be out of the NFL as long as I've been out of the NFL? I think so. And right. also McCaffrey, who had less than a grade one. Less than he's a grade one. Oh, he's back. He's back. It, it looks like McCaffrey. Well, they said this week that McCaffrey, I, I don't know, went and watched the practice. They wanted, they invited him to come and practice so he could have a look at the practice and do a practice if he wanted to. 
Okay. Did and he? he did. Okay. He practiced a bit, and then he came back today. And he practiced even more. He even took off his red jersey, which meant that people could touch him up if they wanted to. Did they? I assume so. Isn't that the point okay. of it? What I like. What I like about this is that the Panthers invited like he is an employee of the Carolina Panthers, I assume. And they invited him to the practice. They were like, Oh, would you like to come and view the practice? McCaffrey will be on the pitch week five. That is what no. I'm saying. McCaffrey yeah. will be on the pitch week five. Absolutely not. He will be, but I don't know how long he'll last because it's a terrible idea to put him straight back well, in. We're playing each other this week. Are you starting him? Of course I am. I don't have another option. <laughs> <laughs> and we will come on to that because the the Jiglets game this week is a real interesting watch. On Joe Mixon, what I will say is, are you looking at Samaje Pirine? Are you looking at apparently the other guy behind that who is allegedly called Chris Evans? Yeah, Chris Evans is the pickup there. He's got upside. Yeah. Okay. He, 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 I'd much, much rather him than uh, um, Samaje Pirine. Right. Why, why take the guy you know is a bit naff? when you've got the untested guy there who could turn into someone brilliant. I don't I don't hate that logic. I do yeah, I like not that. hate that logic at all. That's um, exciting. Yeah, that that has that hits me where I live. Why why take the guy who knows just not a very good running back when you take a guy who's completely untested and he might be brilliant. This Although is I also, am the guy with Cordell Patterson. No, but like yeah, okay, fine. Exception that proves the rule, I guess. But this is why I picked up Rochelle Bateman this week. Yeah. Because let's pick up someone who's completely untested and see what happens. Exactly. Who's that then? Okay, great. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to crack on. Other injury updates. Well, I mean, DJ Shark, I guess, yes. is the... Yeah, he's the done. He's done. Well. he's done for the year. And it's a real shame because I like Shark and... You know, this Jags team has not really fired on all cylinders so far this year, but Sharks showed some promise. He's out for the year. I mean, it's an ankle sprain and a fracture, I think. Yeah, that's... I think the most horrible. important thing is it's really good for the Viscuitional owners. Yeah, and Marvin Jones. Yeah, I think if you own either of them, they take a bump. But they take the bump that goes with this current Jags team, which is not necessarily going to win you games. Not at the moment. They'll keep improving this year. You've got to take the rookie quarterback at his position, which is he's going to take some time to get used to all of this offense and being in the NFL, which is quite a big thing. Which rookie quarterback are you most impressed with and least impressed with this season? That's a really good question. Because I think that worst has got to be Zach Wilson. He's had a horrible time. Poor guy. <laughs> how, much of that, how much of that do you think is him? All of it. He's got yeah. a really good play caller now. They've got rid of Adam Gase. They've got Robert Sala. Yeah, okay. He's got weapons. He's yeah. got the might of Corey Davis and Timothy <laughs> Crowder. Yeah, maybe it's not all on him, actually. No, no. no. <laughs> actually, Corey Davis had a decent week this week. Yeah, I kind of get that. I think the best player has been none other than one half only, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Well, this was what I was just going to come on to because Jimmy Garoppolo went out at halftime in the 49ers game, he is currently estimated to be week to week. I don't know that anyone would necessarily have Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback in a two QB league. You, you probably someone probably would have him. But Trey Lance came on at halftime and he looked real, real good. Yeah. Are we looking at a potential viable option at quarterback for the future? 
we're looking at a potential league winner. Yeah. I think. Okay. Interesting. I mean, is he injured now? No. What? Who? Who? Garoppolo? Trey Lance? I don't believe so. But I, I, I honestly think if Trey Lance comes in and takes that job, Samuel gets a boost, Kittle gets a boost, Ayuk gets a boost. But probably the best thing you could do is pick up Trey Lance if you don't have an absolutely stellar quarterback. Get him in the team. See what he does over the next couple of weeks. If you've got someone you can drop on your bench, stash him. Absolutely. And normally you'd be looking at a rushing quarterback and going, you fear for the running backs, but only a what running back? A statist would be would be rostering a 49ers running back, frankly. Honestly, there's a hundred of them and they're all injured. <laughs> like Who? who's number one now? Well, I th- my guy, Trey Sermon. I think it's Sermon. Congratulations. Well, no, not really. He rushed 19 times and got eight points. He's, yeah, it was bad. Slow burner. Only other injury news. I mean, Logan Thomas is out. This is one close to my heart because he was my tight end, but look, you can find other tight ends on the waivers. There are a couple of DNPs from this week. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Eckler, Antonio Gibson. None of them practiced so far this week as at recording on Thursday night. That doesn't mean they're not playing, but maybe keep an eye on them. They're probably going to be your number one running back, whatever team you are. Mm. Keep an eye on them. But that's all I say. And last piece of news, Calvin Ridley is not traveling with the Falcons to London this week. Apparently, it is personal circumstances that have kept him out of the game, so it doesn't seem like it's an injury. Obviously, all the best to Calvin Ridley. I hope it's nothing too serious, but he won't be playing this week. So, I don't know, Russell Gage? Oh, Pitts. Ages out as well. Yeah. So we got Pitts. Pitts and you got Patterson. Sweet. What a horrendous game to go and watch at Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we think is going to win that? I want score predictions. I want, I would like the Falcons to win it. I think it's going to be a Jets win because I have, I have now watched three years of the Falcons consecutively throwing away games. <laughs> My prediction is the Falcons are up by more than two touchdowns at halftime yeah. and then lose by less than three points. Yes. I think I think that's gotta be that's gotta be the running prediction, right? Because that's what they've done yeah. most of the games for the last two or three years. I can't see two touchdowns in this game. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a real low scoring one. <laughs> I do. I think it's gonna be a kick fest. I mean, I mean twenty one scored Patterson as an RB caught three touchdowns just last week. You don't see him getting getting a sneaky one this week? Not against this talented Jets defence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the Jets running back situation between Michael Carter and, I mean, whoever. Kevin Coleman. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Mm. That's going to be a fun watch. <sighs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, though. Not unrelated to going to a stadium for the first time in two years. The last piece of news, Cole Beasley fined nearly a million dollars by the NFL for refusing to wear a mask. Wow. I don't know where he was refusing to wear a mask, but in the face of the NFL commissioner, the vice president of the United States, and the almighty Charles Barkley telling everyone to wear a mask, he refused, said that he is allergic to masks. Masks? Unspecifically, not related to the material, just, just allergic to masks. Wow. What do, do you we think, think? Do you think Cole Beasley has a million dollars? Yes. 
stashed somewhere. I think he has put every single dime he's earned in the NFL under a mattress somewhere. Yeah. And that's all still there. I don't think he spent a single dollar over the last decade. Doesn't look like it. Have a guess what uh, Cole Beasley's career earnings are. Not endorsements, just career earnings from salary. From the salary from the NFL? Yeah. Well, no, from his time that I started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Wait, how long has he been in the NFL? Ten seasons. Right. Oh, God. It's going to be a lot. I'm going to say 70 mil. 70? Yeah, 70. Jesus. No, you're miles out. This is going to sound very underwhelming now. I'm uh, going to say 25. 22. 22. 22.84 million. Wow. So you can imagine if he's got all 22.84 million under a mattress somewhere, that £900,000 fine is real easy to pay. Yeah. Well, congrats, Cole Beasley. Continue being an asshole. Anyway, (laughs) that is the news. I've got one more bit of news. Uh, well, you just come on. <laughs> Go on. The and this is straight from NFL.com. The Seahawks are undefeated when playing in playing in green action jerseys. <laughs> you stop my news jingle for that. <laughs> yeah. You stop what? my news jingle for that. What's a green action jersey? I don't know. Like action man, like army man. Play that jingle. I don't really want to talk about this game. And without further ado, and with, I guess, the vague aim of continuing the Podopixic speedcast this week, onto the game recaps. And, spicy week four, starting with the highest scoring winner of the week, as we usually do, and that is the Lockenators. 159 win, nearly 160 win over the 126 Bay City Weewackers. And this is quite exciting because this is the first week out of the divisional games that people start playing other teams in the league outside the division. And the Lockenate is putting down a statement win here. The statement being, look at my defence and kicker. Well, yeah, you say that, but I would argue the statement is, look at Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, he like, lost his mind, didn't he? But, but it's a good point because... I mean, what is nearly 50 points from Hill and what is a further combined... 40 points from the defence and kicker yeah. make up 90 of that 160. In fact, if you look beyond Stefan Diggs's 20 points, Hill's 50, and then the kicker and defence, the rest was a hot steaming pile of garbage. Now, hot steaming pile of garbage is strong words, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you this week, but I don't know that that's necessarily the the ceiling for a lot of these players on the Lockinators. What I would point out, and just just as a point of pride for the podcast, last week we told him to play Naheem Hines. He didn't, and Naheem Hines scored 20 points. This week we told him to bench Naheem Hines. He didn't, and Naheem Hines scored 1.1. Yep. All I'm saying is at some point people need to start listening to the podcast. There's there's two more bits I just want to draw from the Lockinators. The the fact that their four running backs combined had more fumbles than touchdowns this week. <laughs> and also the fact that of the people on that bench and starting lineup, the guy he's dropped on waivers this week is Brandon Ayuk, which I think he'll come to regret. Yeah, I wondered about that. And I honestly had a real look around whether I should pick up Brandon Ayuk. And the jury's still out on that. 
That might be great. And I agree with the running back point, but the, the strength of this team has never been its running back. Right. It's been its wide receivers and evidently it's wide receivers, whether it's one of them or it's multiple of them, they can win games. Diggs, Hill, Antonio Brown back in the game. Real nice to see. Yeah. Look, this is an incredibly solid score. It's come out of maybe only a few skill positions, but I can see him doing it again. Yeah, it's very good. We Whackers, 126, not an unrespectable score. Again, Eckler's bounced back in a big way this week. Russell Wilson doing what he does. Joe Mixon, the potential injury will obviously be of a concern to GM Preston. My concern, if I was GM Preston, would be what's coming off of the bench. Yeah. And wide receivers. The fact that he's got to play two tight ends is not ideal. Yeah. And actually, it hasn't it hasn't served him that badly this week. We've got to get a decent score. And Kittle, you've got to believe, will we'll do more in the future. Maybe takes a bump with Trey Lance, as we said. But I agree, if, if, if your standard position is you have to play two tight ends. And what I would say to GM Preston, maybe as a suggestion, is there are probably teams out there in the league that need a tight end that is better than the one they've got. And that could be Dallas Goddard or George Kittle. Sis. Is this the horn dogs talking? No, I got Dawson Knox now, mate. You... <laughs> no, no one's trusting George Kittle at this stage. And no, that no, is, I guess that's right. Sinking a lot of draft capital in that player, and yeah. he's just not performed like a Waller or a Kelsey has done. Well, you you might say that we were actually lucky that they got got it because yeah. that's yeah. gonna that's gonna take that position. I mean, I still can't believe Gallup's riding the bench. He's not a good enough player to, to stack. Keep- at this point. I mean, Jerry Judy is not, frankly, but Gallup should have been dropped long ago. And actually, if I was a wee because I would get, I mean, any wide receiver. The, the, we, we've talked about the fact that running back is real shallow on the waivers, but actually wide receiver, you can pick up some decent shouts. Some speculative gains, maybe, for someone who might do something. Oh, it takes us just one good matchup. But, but wide receiver. Look at a Van Jefferson. Or someone like that. Yeah. That yeah, the yeah. LA Rams is doing really well. And then you can pick up someone like that. Uh, yep. Got to be better than Gallup, anyway. Uh, yeah, or KJ Osborne. Yeah, he's got him. No, I know. Oh, Why? <laughs> no, he had a couple of big games. I, I actually had a, a little sniff around Osborne. Oh, uh, uh, anyway, maybe more things to come for the WeWackers. Both of those teams go to a two and two record. Next highest score of the week, and this is the hungry, hungry hippogriffs. One five seven against the Honolulu Horn Dogs. One four four. This game went up and down, and it's a loss for the Horn Dogs. I think it's a deserved loss for the Horn Dogs. I think it's a deserved win for the Hippogriffs. What do we pick out of this Hippogriffs team first? Coming off the first sub one hundred score we had in the league last week, put up one hundred and fifty seven. That's a big statement. This team looks really nice now. Um... They seem to be the only team that struggles to get points from their kicker and defense. Yeah. Which just makes them look even better. Yeah. And we, we said on the podcast last week, he needed a big return from Deontay Johnson and he got it. I mean, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger looked bad on the weekend. He's a mess. But when he was throwing to anyone, he was throwing to Johnson. Well, not surprising that they pulled out Juju. Juju, um, Juju. Juju came back in, didn't he? But yeah. um, he's a bit banged up as well. I mean, they've got um, Frymuth as their tight end, but yeah. he's not, he's, he's as much a blocking tight end as he is a catching weapon. So, and yeah, G. Everything, Harris. Everything's going to go through. Oh, yeah, of course. No, we're but, well, be, being brought into the game, but as a runner, not as a, as a passing option, really. 
Uh, this week, you're right. It, week three, though, he had those 19 targets. So, yeah. so he will get some work. But uh, yeah, it's all going to go through Johnson. Through but the interesting, that's the versatility. The problem I still think there is that Big Ben is done. Like, he's he's not that a thing will be, anymore. Yeah, the Steelers will be great next year when they get, they, they'll tank this year, get a good QB, and uh, then they'll be set because they've got a lot of weapons. But um, yeah, yeah. Hippogriff, on the other hand, to add on to Johnson, you've got a stellar performance from Debo Samuel, who probably that performance alone might be the reason that Brandon Ayuk got dropped. You've got Hunter Renfro doing what he's seemingly doing. People keep talking about Henry Ruggs being the number one at the Raiders. Hunter Renfro has got between 10 and 15 points every single week so far. The consistency of that man is is impressive. Well, yeah, I think technically on paper, he's not the WR1, but he's the, he's the little... He's like the little Wes Welker. Yeah. He keeps getting the ball. The little and magnet. They, they and catching go, it. They go to him on third down more often than they go to anyone else in that team. And it seems to be working. So he's been at the point. Dalton Schultz was a lovely pickup for the Hippogriffs. Nick Chubb, James Robinson finally been thinking, hey, this is starting to look like a good team from a from a sub one hundred score. I mean, the question is consistency. Let's see if these players can do it again next week. Yeah, I mean, you look at Lockett, he had a bust week. He has boom weeks. So uh, the fact he's put up such a big score without Lockett's telling. Nick Chubb also, poor score for him. Stafford, yep. Stafford won't get less than 20 that often this season. So That's three huge good. players there yep. doing very little. Yep. And he still puts up almost the highest score of the week. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I, I love this thing. I, I, and, and without disrespecting anybody else on this podcast I, I think that he's in perhaps the weakest division so far in in, in our league and Maybe. so I would be shocked if he didn't make the playoffs well look, he goes to two and two and another team that goes to two and two is the Horn Dogs we've got a lot of two and two teams and look, I mean I might as well start this off I went with OBJ this week because I believed from last week and and more than that I lost faith in Marquis Brown. After those three drops, I thought, do you know what? He has to learn a lesson. <laughs> and me benching him on my fantasy football team is how he learns that lesson. And I guess he did, because there was that one absolutely stellar catch he made off lovely. like a 60-yard throw, diving, one-handed grab in the end zone. Yeah. It's like he was catching a baby out of a window. Yep. Like soft yep. hands, diving. <laughs> A baby that was thrown from a window 60 yards away. <laughs> exactly. Look, OBJ f- over this week. Logan Thomas, I was unlucky that the injury came through. But then outside Saquon at the skill positions, there's not much on the actual before you lineup. Get, before you um, start boasting about your lineup, I'll, I'll take on the role of, of bigging it up. Evident, evidently, evidently not boasting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, your arrogance knows no bounds. Okay. I'll take over. Cool. Um, you have two top 12 running backs. At the start of the season, Chase Edmonds, Saquon Barkley, who would have thought that? I mean, that's ridiculous. Really good. And credit where it's due, you have amassed an absolutely stacked bench. Donnell Mooney, Zach Moss, Dawson Knox, all pickups, all great players, all will fulfill a role this season. At least... Dawson Knox straight out the gate next week, filling in for the injured Logan Thomas. And last year, you lost that Prescott and managed to get Justin Herbert straight out of the gate and you went on to win. 
is this a similar situation? Lose a player, don't feel it, got someone still to go in straight away. That that's obviously the hope, but I don't know whether there was a there's a difference between replacing Prescott with Herbert and replacing Logan Thomas with Dawson Knox. Now the the Bills have been up an enormous amount this season and therefore have been going to absolutely everyone on their team because sharing is caring. I don't know if they come up against a team that actually gives them a challenge. I, but it, I mean, they're going to get a challenge this week against Kansas, but that's yeah. fine because yeah. it's going to be a shootout. Yep. I mean, I can't. And then, so you've got Kansas City, then Tennessee, who are the easiest team to pass on the league, then a bye week, Miami, Jacksonville, the Jets. I mean, Dawson Knox <laughs> wow. beast for the next two months. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Look, I'm going to have some selection problems. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about this at all. You shouldn't um, be. But it is nice to see a hypocrite win over the Hondos because I know we're their bogey team. As much as Butler's are my bogey team, the Hondogs are the hypocrite bogey team. I think we've played them about 11 times. So you've played the... them 10 times and you're 5 all. Is that true? It is. I went back and checked. They've now evened it up at 5 all. Is that like wow. you saying that me and Ollie had never played each other since last year? <laughs> no, that this is an actual fact. All right. Okay, I might have to look into that, but fine. It doesn't feel like that, but maybe that's just me. Anyway, moving on to the next highest win this week, and that is, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner's Chiefs, 148. Kings win for Swains, 141. Uh, Commish, do you want to take us through this one? Well, it's frankly a miracle. So I went to sleep on Sunday night needing Leonard Fournette and Jacoby Myers to score whatever Tom Brady got plus an extra 16 points so I thought very much that that wasn't going to happen and then I woke up to Tom Brady scoring just 11 points and both Fournette and Myers getting 16.8 apiece yeah yeah, fantastic result really happy I think this is the first time since the very first year we did this that I'm two and two or better after four weeks I think I've always had a losing record I've always uh, apart from once, I've always won the opening game, and then I've gone on a losing streak. So this was this was looking like it was going to go the same way, and then managed to turn it around. So yeah, ecstatic. Well, there's some serious consistency down the starting lineup of this Commissioner's Chiefs team, and I, we've said this over the first three weeks. I mean, there's a lot of good players. You've got some selection problems here, and obviously, Cordell Person. I mean, 34 points, but who honestly would have thought I, there there are people on other podcasts going ah oh, yeah you might want to speculatively pick up Cordell Patterson he might do okay no one has fully bought into him yet until I think maybe now and yeah. therefore I think maybe now is when he absolutely <laughs> the bed that's my worry he's either going to go on and be this year's James Robinson yeah. or he's going to fall away completely but it makes more sense that last year's James Robinson was James Robinson because he was kind of new into the league. Like he was undrafted, but like yeah. Cordell Patterson's been around. He has. He's been around for a while, but no one's ever known how to use it. They, okay. could, they looked at him and they thought, what is this guy? What, what is he? Right. And they tried him as a running back at the Vikings. It didn't really work. They sort of changed him to a wide receiver. That's not really right. He's one of the best uh, kick returners of all time. Yeah. That's something he really can do. Yeah. And now that he's gone to the Falcons, someone there has taken a look at him and gone, this is the best player I've ever seen. Just <laughs> throw it at him and let him do loads of stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's really it's really working for him. 
Matty Ice not being what he used to be, maybe let's just pass it short and let Cordell yeah. Patterson run around in circles for a while. <laughs> but it's not all short. One of them was a real No, one of them was a real Inexplicably. Look, I'm really in the winds with Cordell Patterson. I don't know how to call this. And I'm I'm glad that he's your problem. <laughs> Oh, he's no longer. But he's in the starting lineup. He's my yeah. RB one next week. Right. Who is All joking aside, he's number one. So number who are you, two is Mara. Who are you dropping, Sermon? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sermon. So dropped. it's going to be it's going to be Kamara, Patterson, and Fournette. No, it's going to be Kamara, Patterson, Myers, and Knoll, or Myers and Brown. Or I might not even have Patterson if if a trade if a certain trade in the wings goes yeah. through. All so right, who interesting. Okay, fine, cool. Look. Getting back onto the Chiefs, I we've said before. I think it's a good team. I uh, I, I I like where where this team is going, and the Gaziki pickup work this week. Let's hope it continues. More wins yeah. to come for the Commissioner's Chiefs. I also think this this Kings Whippers Swines team is real interesting to me this year. They are zero and four. They are one of two zero and four teams so far this season. They don't look bad. They've put up some decent scores. It is frankly hilarious to me that they haven't won a game. And I might they're, they're averaging they're averaging 138 points this year. Yeah, which that has gotta is... be which has got to be around about middle of the pack in terms of scores. I would have said higher than that. I mean Maybe. they got 160 last week. But that's the thing they got this week. This they, got the, they got the second highest score of the week last week. They got around about the fourth or fifth highest score of the week this week. Yeah. They're still losing. Look, you've got to believe the wins will come from the Swines team. Yeah. But will there be enough wins? Exactly. There aren't an infinite number of game weeks. If he wins, I mean, look, we've learned on previous seasons, you don't need a 10 and four or a nine and five record to make the playoffs. You kind of need a seven and six, ideally in previous seasons, but this year, maybe not. Who knows? There's a lot of points on the bench here. Not any massive standouts, but you've got boom or bust players like Davis, like Metcalf, like Moore, who can get you the points week in, week out. If he keeps putting up 130, 140, 150 points a week, the wins have got to come. There's not the consistency that you might see on the Chiefs. But One thing I will say about the Swines is listening to a lot of the fancy pros and that sort of podcasts and that uh, that um they have said the buy low targets should be alan robinson kyle pitts and kenneth gamewell who looks like he's going to supplant miles sanders as the rb1 in philadelphia so he's got three players there who people are saying have far too much volume and talent not to turn it around and i think there's a lot to look forward to on this team i think gamewell is the one that was actually a really good pickup the buy low on Pitts and Robinson is fine, but you can only wait so long for them to actually do something. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough about the Swines. When he's not here, I don't want to talk about him for long. The fourth highest win this week, and that's the Butler's best. 146 over the Gooses, Gobblers, 1-2-2. And look, we've said Swines are the first 0-4 team. Gobblers are the second 0-4 team. Butler's looking pretty decent. 3-1 and record now for them. They're not winning with the highest scores. I think fairly inconsistent scoring from the Butlers is what we're talking about here. Uh, I mean, good to get another win. Three and one out of four is, is a lovely place to be. What are we talking about here? Derek Henry against the Jets. 
good score for Henry. Not necessarily the Henry score that people would have expected against the Jets. Don't worry, he's got the Jags next. Yeah, he's got the Jags next, so that might be the one where he goes absolutely bananas. Great score from Jalen Hurts. Other skill positions, Ridley's going to be out this week, obviously, but did all right last week. Waller did all right. Henderson did all right. Galladay did all right. I mean... This team's going to put up some points sometimes. I think they're going to keep their winning record. I definitely see them as early doors speaking, a playoff contention team. Oh, goodness, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'd be shocked if they don't make it. And yeah. and the one weakness, I think, is Miles Sanders. As I already mentioned, I think Gay Miles can be the RB1 there. But it's fine. For that, he's got Javante Williams to close the season out once he plants Melvin Gordon as the main option in Denver. Which he which he may do. So you know, this, will, this will be not only a playoff team, but a real contender. Yeah, I think. Okay, interesting. I don't know. I, I like he's keeping the faith of Tyson Williams for some reason. Don't know why that is. I'm not so sure about Javante Williams. I I think maybe all this takes is an injury to a decent player, and this team well, starts struggling good. a little bit. But they still have Derek Henry, and it's very difficult to look past the somewhere between 25 and 50 points he will probably get you every single one. Unless he's the one that gets injured. Unless he's the one that gets injured. But, you know, let's see. I think, you know, more wins to come from these butlers. I think they will be a playoff team, but may not be as secure as they feel at 3-1. and one. Gobblers, on the other hand, 0-4. Oh, and, and look, do you want to kick a man while he's down? Do you want to kick a man while he's not listening? I don't know. I don't like this Gobblers team. <laughs> and I will say that fully knowing that the Horn Dogs are up against them this week and fully knowing that this will be the week that they finally win a game. <laughs> But I don't see where it's coming from. Who's the star? Uh, I guess. Well, I I think it's I think it's Dak. I mean, that's the wrong question to ask. Stars is what they have. They just don't have enough of them. Yeah, that's the thing. Dak Prescott, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, Najee Harris, Najee Harris. Yeah, they're they're stacked at the top. But the problem is they aren't tinkering in the second half of their starting lineup. This is this is what you see with this with this lineup. We talked about Robert Woods on this podcast as well before, and he did okay this week. He is definitely fully the number two to Cooper Cup now at the uh, Rams. What he's got is points from Najee Harris. It's points from Jonathan Taylor. It's points from Dak Prescott. What he hasn't got is points from anyone else. And you look at every other player on this team, and it's hardly five from most of them. They don't look like bad players. Like, there's no reason CD Lamb should be getting 13 reception yards or Robbie Anderson still. There's so you could be doing so much better there. I and think Martin Jones as well. I honestly think Robbie Anderson might be done. Uh, CD Lamb was just a bad week. I agree. Lamb will get more points going forward. Woods may or may not. I don't know. Marvin Jones certainly with. The shark injury will probably get more points. Robbie Anderson, I think I'm done with. But we, I, I, I think the Goblins will finish with the worst record in the league. Okay, interesting, interesting. Is that a hot take? Hot takes. That's that's the team that's currently zero and four. No, <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing hot about that take. <laughs> okay. Moving on to our penultimate game this week, and that is the Floating Head Doctors. Oh, here we go. 131 win over the Jiglet. I mean, 83, mate. What the injury-ravaged Jiglet. So, he, right, so here is the thing. I did look at this score before I looked at your bench, and I thought, what the f*** 
is going on here? And then I was like, oh, yeah, out, out, P-U-P, I-R. I was like, all right, fine. You don't have any players. And those players on the bench that are injured are Gronk, Julio Jones, Christian McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, in in this week's written recap, I gave the Jigglets a complete pass. This is injury-related. Once yep. they're all back, they've got a stellar squad. They've got three wins in the bank. Is is this the most ravaged thing you've ever seen? I mean, if if you put if you keep in hold of Chark, no, no, he's gone. He's out the window. Okay, fine. Do you know who I've replaced him with? I do not. Go on. A uh, Giants wide receiver, rookie Tony. Yeah, Darius Tony. Tony. Yeah, Luca Tony. No. Almost. Yeah, Kadarius Tony with um with Slayton and Shepard out banged up. He, he, Kadarius Tony, you could do worse than picking him up. Um, but I just noticed you've got another player that's going to be missing this week. Do you know who? Is it Carson? It is. He's so he's fifty fifty. Well, he's, he's just really downgraded to doubtful. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, maybe that's sixty forty. Unlikely to play Thursday. Carson Neck isn't expected to play Thursday against the Rams. Right. 80-20. I mean, the game kicks off in 90 minutes. <laughs> but, okay, so here's the thing for the Jigglers. So, like, obviously when these players come back, you will have higher scores. I do still think that there are players on your team this week who underperformed. Yeah. Adam Thielen being the main one. Yeah. In a, in a low-scoring game for the Vikes. Well, that's horrible. Yeah. Didn't get his touchdown. Curtis Samuel being the other one, and it's interesting with Samuel. Have you dropped Samuel, by the way? I have again. Yeah. But that was, he was hotly tipped last week to be like, oh, he's back. Turns out not. <laughs> yeah. I drafted him. He was injured. Came back. Looks awful. Yeah. Still injured. He's a bit like Patterson, though. He's one of these, uh, well, actually, he's, he's the opposite. He's a WR who is used as an RB. Yeah. Whereas Patterson's the RB used as an WR. But yeah. I, I, I think Samuel's got a lot of points in him this season, actually. I think. Okay. Who did you drop him for? I dropped him for Randall Cobb. That's right. Oh, no. The, oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Yes. Okay. He's back, baby. The old the Randy Cobb. <laughs> who? I mean. And I, I get why you did that, because he was taking all sorts of passes off of Devontae Adams last week, and I was really furious. He's Aaron Rodgers' best friend, Okay. He personally wanted him to come back and play with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, Ollie, we're, yeah. we're sharing a room this weekend. I'd like you to stop the bed before we have to <laughs> Amazing. That aside, talk to me about this floating head doctor's team. What do we think? I always give too much credit to Trav. I just think everything he touches is going to work out in the end. There well, are it, some holes here, though. RB2, he needs, he needs to find someone to go with Aaron Jones in this. Yeah, maybe. Except he can put Miles Gaskin in and still get a win. Yeah, he wouldn't have beaten many teams this week, though. That is true. That is true. But and the, actually, Aaron Jones himself wasn't great. But the but the pedigree is there in terms of I mean McLaurin and Boyd this week, which is you can't count on necessarily going forward. But you would hope that Aaron Jones, Miles Gaskin, I mean, let's be honest, maybe even Sony Michelle Pollard hasn't had the worst start to the season, like. If you've got players you can put in there and get some points, you've got others around the team, Hopkins, Cup, McLaurin, who can get you the points to get you wins. This is actually, weirdly, an unlucky score, I think, for the Floating Heads in terms of their running back performance, but a lucky week in terms of 
facing a Jiglets team that was beaten up beyond any, you know. I agree. And that Mo Lawrence score, 31 points, might seem high, but with Logan Thomas going out, there's every chance that that's replicated week in, week out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Coming on to our final score. And that is the. Uh, fine. The only 4 0 team in the league. Oh. A team that auto drafted. A team that put up 109 points this week. The expat Panthers. Uh, beating a 97 all I do is Quinn. If we're including the Jiglet score this week, the third sub 100 score we've had so far this season. Panthers 4 0. Got to give them the respect they're due, but what do we think about this team? Winning on 109 is not brilliant. And it looks like it's about to get worse for them with Monty out. Yeah. I mean, David Montgomery had, as we said, two touchdowns before he went out this week. Without that, who have they got coming in? They've drafted Alex Collins. Okay. Who's back up to Carson, who will be playing tonight, will score 30 points and make everyone eat their words. 4-0 is a great way to start this season, but if they want to continue that win streak, they've got to hope that that running back gap doesn't hit them too hard. They've got to hope that the speculative ad of Josh Gordon pays off at some point for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is pure confidence, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't I don't hate it. This is nice. PP6 Central have all won this week, 4-0, and he sits atop that division two games clear of everybody else. So yeah. he's doing something right. Even if on paper you look at it and go, how the hell is that team undefeated? I'll tell you how they are undefeated before now. I think it's still Travis Kelsey. I disagree. Because he had a tough week and Lamar Jackson. And one of the things about Lamar Jackson, I, I love this, and it's not even him, it's the it's the team that he's on. They were, I don't remember how many it was, but so many games in a row with 100-plus rushing yards. And they were at about 96 with the last play of the game. They were up. They've won it, didn't need to do it, and they sent him back out there and Lamar Jackson ran for five yards, which kept them in that 100-plus yard streak. 48 games. Was it 48, 48 games? I love that mentality. And that is the kind of thing that I like having Lamar Jackson on a fantasy team for because he's just this wild guy. You never know what he's going to do, but he's going to get you points. And he has for the, the Panthers. Do you know who the one QB who ran for more yards than Lamar Jackson was in college? In college? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Go on. Our good friend Trey Lance. Was it Trey Lance? Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's see how that works. But what I worry that Garoppolo is just going to be back in week six. I worry I think, also, yeah. it, and this is nothing to do with the Panthers game, I worry that Dalton's coming back as well. That really concerns me. But anyway, that's 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 my problem. This Panthers team, 4-0, do we think that streak is going to continue? What's their upcoming schedule? So they are playing... Hippogriffs in week five. Uh, that's all I need to hear. No, the hungry, hungry hippogriffs beat them. But the gobblers five. in week six. They'll be they'll be four and one by the time we get to the gobblers. And then the yeah. butlers in week seven. That's that's a obviously gobblers aside, but um, uh, hippogriffs and butlers. That's uh, a tough do some to overcome. I tell you what, if they're seven and zero oh after hippogriffs, gobblers, and butlers best. Then we might have a decent shout at the first undefeated team this this in Ponder Pixie history because that yeah, would be okay. impressive. All right. On the other side, Quinn, who we praised last week, but an under one hundred score. Dalvin Cook back, them out. 
I mean, it's tough, right? If if you know Delvin Cook's probably going to play before the game starts, you put him in your lineup. He didn't have the game you'd want him to have coming back. He's now day-to-day, I think, this week. Yeah. Edwards Hilaire having a rare uptake on his performance, which was nice to see, I guess, for the Quinn boys. Josh Allen doing what he does. Evans and Allen having an okay game. I, I, I think it's interesting, this one, because... You've got Keenan Allen on the Quinn. You've got Mike Williams on the Expat Panthers. And Mike Williams has been winning games for the Panthers so far this season. It's part of the reason. It's one of the main reasons he's 4-0. Didn't do anything this week, but then kind of did Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an interesting one. The back end of the Quinn team, I think, is better than they looked this week. At least their ceiling is. I maybe think he needs to place more faith in James Connor than he is at the moment. I do the recaps and I am the commissioner of this league and I've come across oh. for the first time. The, no, no, I'm, I'm about to be self-deprecating. It's fine. Okay. Um, I've come across a player I've never heard of. Go on. Who is Olamide Zacchaeus? He, you'll think... find out this weekend. And he's the hottest thing in London. Could is, be the team's top receiver week five. Jesus. Can, is it too late to get refunds? <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct on this, but I believe he is the second lead male character in The Taming of the Shrew. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the game recap. And I feel like that's probably the end of this podcast because it has just gone into tomorrow and I need to edit it. So look... That is, I think, all I have to say. Exciting week five coming up. London game coming up, which is real exciting. Still kind of apprehensive. Having been basically only around one person for the last two years, I'm still kind of apprehensive about being around 50,000 people on the weekend. But let's see how it goes. It'll be lovely to see you both this weekend. Do either of you have anything else you want to say to the people, to the league, before we go? I'm staking a claim to the Oli Oliana Award this week by reminding Oli that Carson is inactive in his lineup. He's actually gone from doubtful to inactive now, and you've got an hour to drop him. Excellent. Well, I know what I'm going to do now. Props go do that. Uh, Ollie, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, it's been a pleasure. It has been a real pleasure to have both of you on. Craig, I am still the champion. Are you going to bring my trophy back this weekend? Well, I'll take that as no. It's lovely to speak to both of you, and all that is left to say is, woof, woof.